Welcome, Investigator. Evil is on the rise. Crime is escalating. Our mission is to eliminate the crime by exposing evil, examine why it manifests, and highlight the brave souls that confront it every day. Join us as we work together to bring justice to every victim. Welcome to All Things Crime. Here's your host, Jared Bradley. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of All Things Crime. This is Jared, and I'm super excited today. We get uh, to hear from Detective Brian Davis from uh, SBI, Utah SBI, and I'll, I'll have him explain exactly what that is. But um, Brian had some pretty interesting news, especially uh, that is relevant to not only me personally, but uh, also the show and, uh, and the state of Utah where we live. So... Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, we've um, we've known each other for a few years now. So um, met a couple of times up there at your office. And um, so why don't you you tell us about your big news? Yeah. Well, so we recently had uh, a case that we were able to close successfully. It was from 1998. A uh, unsolved homicide uh, and it took place the body was recovered down in southern Utah near Lake Powell uh, it was uh, again from 1998 we identified the victim in 2018 uh, so it took 20 years to do that it just for lots of reasons it was a really really tough case to work on um, once the victim was identified in 2018 that opened up new doors for us and through these new leads it, it obviously we were able to learning who the victim was we backtracked kind of her life and uh, we're able to ultimately close the case through some uh, additional and advanced DNA uh, technology awesome so could you give us a, a little history really of, of the victim and and kind of what happened with uh, as far as the, you know what you can put together uh, kind of the, the story of the case yeah, absolutely. So uh, this uh, was from April 1998. There was a body that was discovered off the side of Highway, Highway 276, about 38 miles north of Lake Powell. Um, it was discovered by two, was during the day, uh, broad daylight, was uh, visible from the side of the high, or visible from the highway. Uh, two citizens driving were able to see something on the side of the road. They stopped and uh, they discovered that it was a body. They called the police from that point. So uh, the victim uh, was was never identified. There, there was there's some unique things with the way uh, that she was uh, wrapped with uh, different layers of uh, plastic and duct tape, rope. Uh, a sleeping bag and such. Uh, there were there were measures taken, uh, not to get into too many details on that, of to to conceal her identity through fingerprints. So that was not an option. And uh, they worked it pretty actively for a couple of years. The uh, so the Garfield County Sheriff and the State Bureau of Investigation uh, with Utah, and ultimately. The case just went cold, and they they worked at the best that they could. They had several tips and leads that they worked off of. Uh, they even 
they even appealed to now not not to a large extent, but even to the media, to to the public. Uh, they this victim was entered into NamUs, the missing persons database, and after about two years of this, it just it went cold, and there's really nothing more to follow up on. Um, in 2008, the case was requested to be reopened by one of our majors here with the State Bureau of Investigation. Uh, things were worked off and on over the next few years as, as different tips and leads came in uh, and you know those tips would be worked until they were kind of dry up so to speak or hit a dead end and ultimately the case I was requested to work on the case in, uh, in 2016 and uh, after a couple of years we were able to identify the victim through uh, NamUs through photographs that were released through the public's assistance um, that uh, we were able to identify her, which which was huge, obviously. Um, you know, and previous to that identification, you know, we worked lots of different angles, right? We looked at the evidence. Uh, we looked; it had been tested and retested and retested uh, in uh, in regard to trying to you know find clues uh, of what you know of who this victim was and, and what had happened to her. And ultimately, that DNA only, the only DNA we ever got was from the victim uh, herself. Never got any other DNA from that evidence. Um, and these uh, ultimately were able to identify her. And the, the, the case definitely took lots of uh, twists and turns as, as we looked at people. Uh, through the identification of, of her, uh, we got looking at, we had people come forward. Uh, from Ohio so this this victim went missing from Youngstown Ohio in April early April of 1998 and as we got as, as the media release went out we, we got the victim identified we had people from Ohio specifically that contacted uh, us I was working closely with a detective in Youngstown Ohio uh, detective David Sweeney and he, he was he was awesome uh, we started working together and and uh, and culti cultivated a pretty good friendship over uh, through the uh, through this case. Um, so these people, if, if yeah. I might, really quick, um, before before we actually talk into you know how you solved the case, um, describe a little bit what evidence you were dealing with. I mean, because it sounds that, like you said there were multiple layers around her and so if you can kind of describe you know the 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 people that pulled over to the side of the road and discovered the victim what was that status i mean what kind of describe what how the the victim was was kind of packaged if you would sure uh, so her body was covered with uh it was plastic bags uh duct tape uh she was bound with rope, uh, ankles, uh, wrists, and then she was put inside a sleeping bag, and then that sleeping bag was wrapped up in a carpet. So there was multiple layers. Uh, it was pretty intricately uh, packaged, so to speak, um, and, and placed there. You know why they were, it was placed there. You know we don't know, but so that was the evidence we had to deal with. Was uh, ultimately you know plastic, the plastic duct tape, rope. A sleeping bag and the carpet and the victim 
was found how many days you estimated? I, I, I think in the press releases I read around 10 days. Yeah, she went, she was reported, well, reported missing April, it was April 8th of 1998, and she was found April 20th, so about 12 days. And down there, I mean, it's, it's still pretty, it's pretty warm down there, but at least it's not, um, you know, super humid. And how would that affect uh, her, her um, well, assuming it was only 12 days, but... Um, She's probably in a pretty bad state by then. Well, actually, so in regard to that, she she was very well preserved. When when she was found, her body was was frozen. Uh, so it had been, you know, we can kind of only speculate there, but it it had been in some type of a, a freezer because uh, in April uh, in near Lake Powell, certainly not not cold I mean, winter's over and it's you know the climate's warmer there uh, so uh, that her body been in, in uh, refrigerated and frozen so when she was found she was still frozen so her body was you know there was it was you know very well preserved oh wow okay yeah that wasn't part of the definitely didn't make part of the <laughs> news articles so interesting so cause of death so the cause of death was determined to be a gunshot wound to the head. Okay. And uh, did they find much blood at the at the scene where they found her? Uh, no, no, there wasn't actually. Um, it appeared as though that site was was just where the body was placed. I, I did not appear. That's where. That's not where the murder actually occurred. Hmm. Wow, that's boy, that's an interesting twist right there. I mean, the fact that he shot her and then put her in a freezer. Well, this, this guy was just—I mean, you you don't hear about that stuff, that kind of stuff, very often. Yeah, pretty unique, and you know, um, pretty yeah, definitely unique circumstances to where. Uh, you know how was she was wrapped, placed, and all the things previous to that. So uh, definitely, definitely unique that way. Seems like he. I mean, especially if if uh, her body was in a freezer, maybe he, that's he put her in there long enough to go get the plastic and you know the sleeping bag and all this kind of stuff to try to hide her. But you'd think in all the places of Utah, he'd put her a little further away from just the side of a highway exactly and I had the same thought you know to to go to the effort that that was you know that that he did uh, in in that and up to that point and then to, to have placed her where she was visible from the side of a of a highway uh, is yeah, yeah. those are questions we just you know really ultimately and we'll get into that but where the suspect um, has been deceased since 2001. Yeah. Uh, we just, those are probably answers we'll never, you know, we'll never have why that occurred and, you know, why, why Utah, you know, why that specific place. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe just looked on a map and said, well, that looks pretty remote. And it's just a little, 
I, I think on a big map and for someone that's not really, um, you know, I'm just speculating here, but not, not necessarily uh, familiar with Lake Powell and um, mm -hmm. how much. So for those of you that don't know, that are listening from other parts of the world, even, uh, but even th those that may be from Ohio or on the, on the East Coast, um, the southern part of Utah is fairly arid it's a it's kind of a high desert and it's huge you have to understand you will drive for hours and hours and hours and uh, it, it just seems like some of those little highways go forever and like it takes six hours to get to las vegas and that's driving at a pretty good clip so um the western states are you know when you describe how big a western state is to somebody on the east coast sometimes they just can't comprehend it you know and say especially in between cities you know that it's like philadelphia and new york you know that people might think that yeah i mean it may take a while because of traffic but it distance wise it's nothing so it's uh the, the western states have a pretty good expanse and you know for somebody that's from ohio it may make sense that they would you know it just wouldn't matter they'd think Nobody drives on these roads anyway, but uh, Lake Powell is a huge, um, uh, I mean, there's tons of people that travel down there, especially in April. So people also need to know that uh, April's kind of when it's starting to warm up enough that, um, you know, the, a lot of the wakeboarders and the serious uh, boaters will start traveling down to Lake Powell from from uh, upstate New York, or I'm sorry, upstate uh Utah, as well as, you know, even Colorado and things. So uh, what may appear as a fairly remote area uh, really, really, um, well, actually really isn't. So I, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to include, you know, bring some people in on that uh, might be listening and not familiar to the area. But would you, would you agree with all that? Oh, absolutely. Um, there, there's a lot of open, uh, a lot of open space in Utah and other surrounding states, but particularly down there, it's, uh, it's, it's vast. Um, Utah's got all kinds of, you know, from the, from the mountains to the desert, to the reservoirs, to, you know, you've got Moab, Arches, Zions, uh, it's, it's vast. And there's a lot of open country and you're right. I think a lot of people may not realize if, you know, if you've never been down there of the, how open it really is. And so, and, and, and we can kind of talk about too, you know, as we go from, you know, if we want to talk about what we do know about about the suspect in this case of, of you know, why Utah. I mean, we can speculate to a point of why we think uh, it would have been here. So, well, yeah, let's uh, let's let's go into that then. What, what any ideas? Well, you know, um, we we don't really again know specifics of of uh, of why Utah. Uh, the people that came forward after her identification, uh, and and by even by his own statements, um, the suspects at the time, uh, and it should be noted too that after uh, after she went missing April eighth, the he never reported her missing. This was his wife um, of two years. He was not the one that reported her missing. So after five months. It was an aunt of the victim from Mexico who actually 
contacted police, ultimately police in Youngstown, Ohio, where they were, where the victim Lena Reyes and her husband Edward Geddes uh, lived. So this aunt contacted police there to report uh, Lena missing. So, so five months later, the husband had never contacted police. So he was interviewed at the time uh, by police, and we have access to that to, to that interview that was recorded. Um, it was suspect to them at the time. However, there was nothing really actionable on their part that could could that could be done other than it was suspect. They had nothing really to go off of. Um, so these people that came forward after Lena's identification, they helped to kind of paint a picture of, of her and, and her husband, Edward. Uh, there was allegedly, we never could really quite verify this, actually, there was a, a, a female, uh, she's a reporter from, from uh, the Youngstown, Ohio area, who at the time in 1998, when, uh, when Lena went missing, uh, she, she talked to some people and she never could really confirm a lot of these facts, but there was apparently a neighbor who saw Edward loading uh, something heavy, you know, into a vehicle that was wrapped in carpet, um, th things like that. So in talking to other people and even family members of, of Edward at the time, after she went missing, uh, you know, April 8th, even though he never contacted police, his story was that she was traveling, uh, that he'd taken her to the airport. She was going to fly from Pittsburgh to Texas and then uh, take a bus into Mexico to see family. Um, the that, that was his story. And then according to other people and family members, he after she went missing, he got into his vehicle and a minivan and he literally drove to Texas to look for her. He was gone for about four days, uh, never found her and then came back. So uh, I, I would, okay, the speculation is at that point, that's when he would have traveled to Utah. And again, why Utah specifically, we don't know, but uh, other than it's just, it's, it's vast, it's, it's, it's far enough from Ohio. Uh, again, no known connections, but if you're just driving and you're saying you're going to Texas, certainly Utah's in that driving range, right? And I don't know where else he would have driven, but uh, I think it was just probably picked as an area that was rural, remote, with no real connection uh, to to Ohio or to him. And there were, you know, uh, steps taken on his part for so she could not be identified. So that's that's what we do know. But uh, again, where he's deceased, those are probably facts we'll never know of, of why. We can just speculate. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, as you were talking, I'm just trying to rack my brain. I'm like, how bizarre that she would end up in Utah. It's like, you know, that we're a solid two day drive from Texas. We're, you know, a, a day or more, you know, full 24 hour drive basically to Mexico. It's like, wow. I mean, it, we're a long ways from there. And, sure. you know, maybe, maybe just, saw all the desert area in, in Utah and just kind of picked a place on a map and then drove and then was, I imagine in the middle of the night, 
if he you know wanted to dump her somewhere and he probably pulled over and there weren't any lights from any direction that he could see and so he probably thought that was a really really remote place and dumped her there that's uh, yeah but it's pretty pretty good indication that the fact that the husband who you know you would think would be the most intimate person with uh, the victim that uh, he would be the one to report her missing I mean any kind of a real relationship that would you know you would think that would happen for sure with the husband as opposed to you know a family member from Mexico that's so that's a pretty good indication thanks for joining us your attention today brings us one step closer to exposing and eliminating the evil that brings crime to our communities hit subscribe and share this episode together we will bring justice to every victim